Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil here with the Tutor Podcast. Another dose of uncommon sense about the business of tutoring, teaching and coaching. As always, I'll be sharing tips and ideas to make your business more profitable and more fun. Keep your mind straight. And maybe some of this will even spill over and help you in other areas of your life. I know I find that that tends to happen a lot for me. And today I want to talk about uh, YouTube, TikTok and all the other video platforms. Because it seems that just about everybody has videos on YouTube and there's a ton of stuff out there. So is this a problem or is this an opportunity for us as tutors? Well, I used to think it was a problem because there's so much stuff out there. I don't think that way anymore. I think it's an opportunity because... I'm finding that a lot of students have been self-teaching and learning from YouTube. I mean, they're trying to teach themselves what they don't know. And they're just picking up content from the mass of what's on YouTube. And those students keep showing up with exactly the same problems, every single one of them. The first problem they have is the, the sheer overwhelm of it all. There is so much stuff out there. They don't know which videos to look at, what content's valid. And they they spend a lot of time learning from these videos, but they still don't understand what's going on. They've got what I call monkey see, monkey do learning in the main. So they're going through the motions. They might learn a technique or a, a song, but they don't know how it fits in anything else they have no underlying knowledge that allows them to create beyond just the content they've got from the video now this is all because it's very random very disorganized and they're just learning just about anything any old way completely scattergunning it and they have no system as a consequence essentially they're looking at a lot of incoherent fragmented micro specific elements from videos but they don't really add up to anything robust and i think part of the problem there is that as a novice as a beginner or even an intermediate you don't know what's good and what's bad you don't know what's crap and what's kosher students in that position have no real idea what's actually useful to them what's going to be productive and relevant. They're caught up in the minutiae of an advanced technique or an idea. And they're trying to build on foundations of sand. And sometimes even less than that. Now, this was bad enough back in the day when the whole world and his dog had the boat weaving playing a day book and thought they knew what they were doing. What I find now is people are doing more and more work on on video from YouTube 
learning a few tunes and getting nowhere fast. They're still feeling lost and completely out of their depth. So over the last few years, this has evolved into being a massive opportunity for me to position myself as an expert by providing structured and sequenced lessons, a logical progression path, and a systemic approach where everything's connected to everything else. We're not wasting our time pottering around in little tiny elements. We're looking at the big stuff first. Because I've figured out what the most important things to learn are. So the students don't have to do that and pick it out of the millions of videos on YouTube. We cover the basics and go from the center outwards. And this, this approach means that I can effectively tailor make all the lessons for them. It's going to fit them and their learning style. They're not just receiving what's being broadcast in a YouTube video and trying to make sense of it. I'm going to look at how my students learn and how they think. I'll make it structured and I'll make it logical for them and present the material in a form that they can absorb more easily. Now that for them might be a completely fresh insight or a new understanding. The answers evolve. And of course the student and I both evolve together. So I might take an unorthodox approach and look for feedback from the student. Is that is that working? And on feedback, of course, I'll always be giving feedback to the student. Pointing them, tweaking um, elements of technique or just rephrasing an idea for them, keeping them in the right lines. Even if we go on one of my squirrel chases where we go totally off-piste and they ask me a question that sparks a discussion or moves the lesson in a different direction. I love doing that. You can't do that with a video. So as well as all those good things, they get accountability. I'll ask them how they get on with it. Take the feedback. Make sure that everything is secure before we progress on to the next thing. So that they do have a solid foundation to build upon in the next lesson and the next one after that. And something that doesn't happen very often, but I think is really useful to the student, is having ongoing real-time support. I tell all my students, if you get stuck, you phone me and I'll talk you in from the ledge. It's probably not going to be a big deal. I don't get many phone calls. Maybe two a month from students who are stuck. And it's not because they're wary of taking my time. It's just because the progressions are secured. And seeing most of my students week in, week out, then they get their questions answered. Finally, the last thing that, that I can do in the room that it's difficult to get across in a YouTube video is to make it fun. Now, fun's going to be different for every student, so humor, playfulness, that has to be built in, but it also has to work with the way the student thinks. So, for instance, when I'm working with an adult male or an adult female, the sort of humor I'll use will be different than when I'm 
working with kids. Just makes sense. So I'm not dissing YouTube here. I'm bigging it up. For the record, I look at YouTube. I'm scanning for ideas and different points of view than my own. And often that comes from students, both old and new, who ask me about a particular video and then ask me to explain what the hell's going on in the video. So they're saying, well, I found this. I think it might be useful, but you're the expert. What do you think and how does that work? Can you make sense of it for me? Because a lot of videos are overcomplicated. Maybe there's a bit of look at me, aren't I clever marketing going on within it. And what I love to do is strip it back. Streamline it and put it into a form the student immediately gets. And then I know they've got it when they shake their head and say something like, oh, man, that's so easy. Why do they have to make it complicated? Now, when I do that, the overcomplicated or obscurantist YouTube content just positions me as a better teacher. And I think we should all be doing this. We should be checking out YouTube content and being on a constant ongoing quest for ideas, demonstrations, insights and perspectives that challenge and inform us. And, but we should never stop learning. However good we think we are, we can probably find room for improvement. So I'm glad of YouTube. And when I get the call from a prospective student that starts with something like, well, I've been learning from YouTube for a couple of years, then, man, I'm all ears. I understand the frustrations and the problems because if I were a novice looking at what's on YouTube, I'd probably be confused and lost too. So I tell them it's absolutely true that pretty much everything you need is on YouTube, along with mountains of what probably isn't going to help you at all. But unless you're already an expert, you're unlikely to know the difference. So you're going to spend a lot more of your precious time looking for diamonds in a big pile of rocks when you still don't know what a diamond looks like. So I'm identifying with them. I'm saying, yeah, I know how that goes. Let me help. Guys, as far as I can tell, YouTube is actually helping us as tutors because there's so much content out there, because there's overwhelm, because there's confusion, because it's not structured. Then that's a solid gold opportunity for us to help our tribe, isn't it? What do you think? What's your attitude to YouTube? Is it your competition or is it an opportunity generating machine? Is it wonderful content or is it helping you what do you think let me know because you know what? i love hearing from you guys so get in touch it's info at and you can remember to follow me on twitter where i'm at tutor podcast hit that subscribe button and get the latest updates as soon as they're live because we're just wrapping up for the day I've got a lot of things to do, and then I've got a lot of guitar teaching later on. So join me next time on the Tudor Podcast, where it's all going to be about starting, growing, and loving your tutoring business the same way I love mine. 
Have yourself a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.